This is Client Side from Fox Agency. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Mikkel Harris is head of global marketing at Beyond by Bearing Point. For over 15 years, she has a record of exceptional performance in senior marketing roles in diverse business environments and communication service providers, large vendors and startups. Mikkel combines extensive market and business knowledge with a strong drive to leverage marketing for business growth. Beyond by Bearing Point is a digital platform solution provider helping businesses to innovate and grow revenue in the face of digital disruption. Mikkel Harris, welcome to ClientSide. Thank you very much. Happy to be here today. Super excited to have you on the show. You, you've got an extensive background in technology and communications, and you say that at some point in your career, you realize you had the skill to translate complex technology into simple language for marketers. But that's not where you started or where you wanted to be at 16, because at that age, you wanted to be an ambassador. So tell us how you found your way into technology and marketing. <laughs> yes, that's correct. When I was 16, <laughs> I got into technology and telecommunication after the university. It was my first role. I joined the engineering department. Yeah, I, I joined engineering first and I did operational uh, roles. But what I found very fast is that I was able <laughs> to be the bridge between the rest of the organization and the engineering language. So as you know, there's a lot of acronyms <laughs> in, the, in technology and people get lost through all of that. So I was mm -hmm. saying, oh, what they said is that in reality. And then I realized that I like it. I really enjoy it. I love technology. It's fascinating. I really enjoy seeing all this cool, innovative stuff. But I also love to be in front of people and to explain them how they can take something very complex. But here, here it is. That's what it does. It's very simple. And here is its value. That was the moment when I moved into marketing roles. And since then, it's... Um, <laughs> The rest is history. The rest is history, as they say. Really interesting. So let's set the scene for everyone, really, and sort of talk about the context that we're operating in before we go into the details of Beyond by Bearing Point. So you say, quote, we're heading to a world where everything you sell is a result of different players designing the solution. Explain. Yes, I think there's a lot of changes in our world, but in the world of technology, um, there's a lot of new cool technologies that are coming in a rapid speed and like AI, like IoT, 5G, the cloud, edge, before you get into what is cloud, there's already edge and, and you need to wrap your head around it. It's a lot to ask. So I think this is driven by all of these new technologies that are coming very fast and nobody can master all of them. Everybody, even the big guys, even the hyperscaler like uh, AWS and Microsoft and Google with all their resources and capabilities, even they are looking to partner because they cannot master all technologies. So on one hand, this fact that in order to build a whole solution, you probably need different elements, right? It's not just the IoT. It's going to be a bit of a cloud, a bit of IoT, 
a bit of AI and obviously some network connectivity to power this. And therefore, by default, in order to build it, you need to work together with other organizations. Mm. Adding to that, so this is on the vendor side, you can say, or the provider side. But on the other side, on the customer side, especially if you think about enterprises and small, medium businesses, they look at all these amazing technologies and they want to embrace them and to bring them and to use them in their context, in their reality. And again, they building cars, they mm. are uh, working in finance. They don't have the manpower to figure this out, what is AI and what is IoT and what each one of them is going to do for them. So they're looking for someone who will bring this ecosystem together and will understand their context of the vertical. What does it mean, all this technology, all this ecosystem? What does it mean for automotive? What does it mean for a bank? and we'll develop solution for them. And again, nobody can do it alone. It's too much. And therefore, it's always going to be a result of people working together, of ecosystem working together, sitting with a customer, understanding their problems and trying to solve it using all these technologies. Hmm. Really fascinating. So you said there are many different industries that this applies to automotive, healthcare, finance, agriculture, go down the list. What are some of the use cases or what are some of the best examples of a solution on the customer side that Beyond by Bearing Point allows customers to solve? So what Beyond does, Beyond is the orchestration and monetization platform that sits on top of all these uh, separate partners and it allows them to build this solution together and to sell them to the market, to the customers, and of course, to monetize it as well. So we are enablement platform. We are not necessarily uh, building the solution themselves, but I can tell you, I can give you some example of solutions that you can think of in this context of ecosystem working together. And I'll give you maybe the, the simple example, if you can think of a farmer, right? A farmer, he doesn't care about IoT, he doesn't care about 5G, he doesn't care about all of that. All he wants, he wants to make sure that his farm is run in the best, in the most efficient way, mm-hmm. and he can get the best revenue or the best yield he can get out of his farm. So he will be looking to solution like crop monitoring, or he will be looking to solution that will uh, secure his farm and secure his equipment. And for that, it will be smart, all kinds of smart crop monitoring, smart uh, uh, agriculture solution. That's what the thing he will be looking to buy. And if you want to sell it to them, you need to keep it simple. You need to say, that's what you're getting, smart crop monitoring. And behind the scene, you, as the, someone who is selling it to him, need to deal with the complexity. You need to know that smart uh, crop means a little bit of IoT and some connectivity device and some applications, and they all coming together in order to provide this solution for the farmer. Mm. And what we do as Beyond, we enable this, let's say, for example, companies like um, uh, Telia in the Nordics, or NTT in Japan, 
that they are looking to, to sell into this farmer. So we're going to come as the layer on top. We will allow them to work with this, to bring their IoT solution, but to work with someone else for the applications, work with, with someone else for um, the hardware, and bring it all, package it all together through our platform, sell it through some kind of a digital shop front, so online, the farmer can find it online. He can order it through our platform. And once we get the order, we know who needs to deliver what piece, who needs to bring the connectivity, who needs to bring the IoT, who needs to bring the application, bring it, fulfill it completely, make sure that the farmer is going to get the solution he needs. And once it does, we know to do the recurring charging for that. And split the revenue among all the different players in that uh, environment, in that ecosystem. Now, this provides a very complex uh, and challenging sort of sales and marketing challenge for you, because on one hand, you are educating the vendors, the NTTs of the world, the telliers of the world, as you mentioned, the IoT providers, solutions providers, etc., but I guess you're also talking to the end customer and, and educating them about the value that connected services, IoT, AI, cloud, et cetera, the opportunities that presents for their businesses. Considering this is such a new space and this is such a new sort of offering that you're bringing to the marketplace, talk about some of the most significant sales and marketing challenges that this presents to Beyond by Bearing Point. And how are you overcoming them? Yeah, so that's uh, one of the things I love this role. <laughs> when I joined our company around three and a half years ago, we had this vision that we knew everybody is going to have to work with an ecosystem in order to bring these solutions. But it wasn't something common. Most of the potential customers didn't think ecosystem. At least some of them thought they have ecosystem, but if you look at the type of ecosystem, it was more a vendor relationship. So there is, I'm in front, there is someone behind. And the ecosystem we are talking about is this type of ecosystem that is co-creating. So you sit together, you look at a problem, everyone's bring their thinking hat and coming up with how I can provide it. And sometimes in this ecosystem, should the customer should uh, get involved. So three and a half years ago, nobody thought this, nobody really thought co-creation. Everybody was very deep into digital transformation. I'm transforming my own business. And the difference is that with, when we talk about ecosystem, it means most of the value you create, created outside of your organization. So we needed to build almost a whole category of ecosystem and why is it important and why is it important in the context of telecommunication? Why is it important in the context of other industries? People were so busy and transforming their own organization that they couldn't look around to understand what's coming. And we spend a lot of time with analysts. We spend a lot of time developing thought leadership. And it was a lot of education that we needed to do at the first years. Now today, it's finally becoming a reality. Everything you're going to open, people will talk about ecosystem and the concept of co-creation is becoming very common. But still, we feel that many people don't get the full extent of the challenge 
and also all this uh, understanding of what does it mean if you really want to want from an ecosystem uh, together how do you make it extremely simple for the customer to buy mm. how do you automate an ecosystem the real the business processes of an ecosystem and make them so uh, seamless that from the customer perspective the customer experience it will feel that it's one organization that I'm buying from and it doesn't feel all the friction and all the problems that between the different organization that is buying from. So while we finally see that it's easier now to talk, we don't spend half an hour just explaining the concept and why you should care about, we can almost jump right at the issue. We still find out that there is a buying into the concept but still don't uh, not understanding completely what it means. So all of this hard work of continuously educating and working with customers, with partners to come up with better solutions that are e easier to understand is something that we spend a lot of time. Hmm. Really fascinating. So content creation, thought leadership, educating the market, and that's ultimately sort of the, you know, what, the content marketing philosophy and methodology has been about educate enough customers and then ultimately when they have a problem they'll see you as the solution provider is there a danger though in this strategy that you know you are a pioneer at the moment but more competitors will be coming into the marketplace in the next few years is there a possibility that you're educating the market for your competitors to potentially entering the marketplace and start talking to their customers. Some say it's better to be a fast follower than a, than a pioneer because they usually, pioneers usually end up with arrows in their backs. How do you make sure that you're not paving the way for your competitor's success? Yeah, it's a very good point. It's always like that, right? <laughs> but we had the technology and we had the vision, so we couldn't stay still until there's gonna, uh, the competitors will catch up. So we had to be the pioneers and we had to push. But what we are constantly aspiring is to understand what's coming next. What else do you need to understand? And I think while we already see competitors catching up, it's funny, we are kind of coming to all kind of uh, RFPs or competitive uh, uh, environment situation where we hear that our competitors beat something very similar. But I think the proof is in the pudding, right? When you are the one who actually did it and we, you, have, you have the experience, there's always, and you have the capabilities and having the capabilities, and this is one of the things we keep learning that once you scratch the pitch, okay, competitors are catching up with the pitch, but once you scratch the pitch and you get into, okay, let's do an actual demo, let's do an actual proof of concept, it's very easy to demonstrate the hedge that we have from a technology perspective, but also from understanding the business problem and helping them to deal and to solve the business problem. When it comes to the age-old problem of building brand, which generally takes a longer time and a lot more investment up front, versus immediate demand gen, content creation, thought leadership to drive decisions at the bottom of the funnel. How do you balance the two? Because on one hand, you need to create a brand to establish in the minds of, of your customers that, you know, beyond by bearing point are here and this is the solution and you are the natural solution provider. 
but doing that does take time and the immediate returns aren't, aren't necessarily there. How do you balance that sort of long-term brand building with the short-term performance that's needed right now to build the business? Yeah, uh, that's uh, my uh, daily business, <laughs> trying to balance <laughs> the two. <laughs> and also don't forget that starting relatively small and, and it's right, we're not... Um, so it's, it's a very interesting uh, a challenge. And I think uh, one way to think about it is you uh, gain more customers and you get more proof points, it's becoming easier to build your brand. So brand is important, having a thought leadership and opinion and something unique that represents you, uh, that when somebody is, oh, what, what is it beyond my bearing point? It's not going to be, oh, they're just like the rest of the guys. So it's going to be very clear. This is something that immediately we try to aspire to be different. We're not just uh, any software company. We have something more than that. We have all this business understanding and the ability to help you to work from a business side and not just let's talk feature and function. So that was the first thing that was very important for us when we build the brand. Um, but obviously we are investing a lot in getting in front of the potential buyers and the prospects and to see how we can get to them and how we can support the sales process in a better way. And hopefully making them a brand advocate over time, right? Because if they are happy customers, if they did something very innovative, it's much easier to tell the story where you have proof points versus just building and building and building brand where you have limited resources to invest in it. I mean, you talked about the sales cycle there or the, or the sales process. I imagine that there are multiple stakeholders involved, very senior people very time poor and busy individuals how in a complex sale such as such as this how do you educate your customers and really sell this innovative ecosystem solution when sales cycles are so long and so many different decision makers are involved sometimes in different geographies with different pressures functional pressures etc talk about how you think about sort of the sales process and selling complex solutions uh, so yes, it's a definitely a very complex sales and a lot of people are involved. And what we're trying to do from a marketing perspective, but also from a business perspective, we're trying to surround the opportunity to understand, okay, if this is the opportunity, how do we get a foot in the door? Okay, who should we go? Who is the person in that organization who suffer most from the problem? And therefore we'll be looking for such solution. And this is how we start. These are the first target. But then very quickly, we map the rest of the organization, the people who will get involved in the process. And we're trying to surround them through all kinds of marketing tools, through marketing communication, kind of an, a very ABM approach for somebody who is not yet your customer, um, mm. trying to target and trying to understand and to make sure that they already see the value or they're well aware of where you are. We also working very closely with partners, right? If we are talking about ecosystem, that's another thing that we're trying to do. We are trying to build our own ecosystem. So when you start to come from with different voices, right? So it's not only you, it's other people who are coming and supporting the similar message and the similar uh, proof of concept. It's, it's obviously make a, 
your life slightly easier and the message is, is synced. And of course, using, uh, working very closely with the analyst community, which is very important in the world of uh, telecommunication and tech to understand from them what is happening to make sure that we're working together with them to develop all kinds of uh, point of view and opinions that we later use them again in this ABM, ABM before sales <laughs> approach. <laughs> So let's look at your crystal ball for a moment and imagine, you know, five years down the road and the business is 10x the size that it is today. And you've realized your vision of becoming the preeminent uh, ecosystems player globally. What would have had to have happened for that success to have been realized? What are the major milestones between now and five years that would have had to have happened in order to realize that vision? Um. Wow. (laughs) Um, We need to be able to move to the next level from being, while Bearing Point is is a relatively big organization, we are quite small. So the moment we're going to pass this size and and make sure that uh, we are more aware, it's going to be obviously easier to spread the world and to get to the things we want. I think it's also expanding to other verticals. It's uh, becoming very important, taking the same learn, all this learning and understanding and bring them to other verticals, which becoming, it's, it's relevant to everybody. Everybody is dealing with the same problem. Everybody is trying to see how to work with an ecosystem. So yes, and from a marketing uh, perspective, I think it's, it's it's the ability to spread and to get to the different regions and work within the different regions and the different context of customers' mm. problems. I also uh, would love to see some kind of a community, right? Right, kind of this vision of an ecosystem. If we are talking an ecosystem, how do we truly build this ecosystem with our customers that everybody is, is feeding to this ecosystem and everybody see the, the bigger value that it generates, not only for us, but also for our customers, for our partners and for the industry. Really fascinating. I mean, you mentioned a moment ago, a moment ago that you're a sm- relatively small team in the context of Bearing Point. In order for you to execute your vision you need to work with external partners and agencies to help you solve the marketing challenges that you're confronted with when you're thinking about an external partner or an agency how how do you think about bringing on and working with an agency that will help you solve some of the most pressing marketing challenges that you have what criteria goes into choosing that ideal agency or external resource so I think the most important for me is that there are no agency customers relationship. It's that we are one team, we are in it together, and I want to see skin in the game. I want to see the same passion that I have for my business. I want to see for my uh, for my agency the same commitment that I and I expect my team to commit to this business from the moment you you're part of this, you need to be part of it. And I expect any agency I work with them to challenge me if they believe that the decisions are not, there is a better way to do it. 
to constantly come up with creative but effective ideas okay how can we do it different as we mentioned we have the challenge of being a small brand and of course every marketing dollar or euro that we are investing it, it, need, it needs to count and therefore we are always trying to be clever in what we do we are always trying to do things slightly different which will have a, a slightly bigger impact or more impact or stand out from uh, the rest of the competitive landscape and i expect the agency i'm working with for full commitment and to align on this completely really really fascinating i've got one more question before i'm going to ask my final question what's your approach to communicating something that you are unhappy with with an agency partner that you're working with yeah no they know <laughs> i'm all about <laughs> for, again it's something that uh, i say to every person i'm working at I, I don't have when we are in it together and it's a commitment nice talks and trying to smooth things around it's not we just need to be completely transparent no it's not working i expect more from you let's try do something different always respect there's a lot of respect but there is a brutal honesty for good and bad by the way i don't have a problem to say well done it's fantastic very happy but at the same time if something doesn't work you will know <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love it and, and my final question michael i mean you've had a, a fascinating career in marketing and technology marketing you know specifically what advice do you give to aspiring technology marketeers who want to sort of chart a similar course to what you have what advice do you give them on how to best navigate their careers wow i think you need to love it you need to really feel passionate about it if you don't wake up and you say wow you know if you don't wake up and say i really buy into the thing that we are doing i really think it's important i really think it's fascinating i want to communicate it to the rest of the world <laughs> then no <laughs> then then change <laughs> yeah sure yeah totally with you thank you so much for doing this michael I've, i've learned a lot and thank you very much for being on the show thank you very much nathan really enjoy it If you'd like to share any comments on this episode or any episode of Client Side, then find us online at fox.agency. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, please email zoe at fox.agency. The people that make the show possible are Jennifer Brennan, our booker slash researcher. David Clare is our head of content. Ben Fox is our executive producer. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to Client Side from Fox Agency. Join us next time on Client Side, brought to you by Fox Agency.